welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. Uh, I'm Doug, and with me is Deb, the girl who has a work ethic, even in dreams. I'm sorry. Last night you were in my dream, I called you uh, to get some work done, and you were like, no, I'm busy. And you said that you were going to finish working on whatever it was until you were sober or it was done. Oh my god, that sounds like something I would totally say. Yep. Although, I wouldn't do that at work work. I would only do that at No, work. I don't know what it was, but you were like, I'm not going to stop until I'm sober or it's done. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that does sound like something I would say, but I would only say that at home. I would never say that at work work. Which reminds me, I'm not going to talk about it on air, but I had a great idea while I was dreaming last night. <laughs> um, you and I had a very, very long list this week because, one, we didn't talk very much. Nope. And two, we actually both got some things watched and taken care of and whatnot. Yep. You are currently slightly ticked at me for taking up a little bit of your time this week you know, into something. I'm glad it didn't happen in November. Um, you got me into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've been selling it for, what, three weeks now on the um, podcast? I think. Which yeah. is far less time than you like when you sell me on things that I, I take to, to get around to it. Yeah. Um, and really, you're right. Andy Samberg is not... The reason to watch it, it's Joe, uh, uh, Joe Letourneau Joe and, uh, and Chelsea Peretti and, and Terry, Terry Crews. Oh, I love Terry Crews so much. Not to say that the other supporting cast isn't awesome. The two guys who play the older, more experienced cops sometimes have these scene-stealing moments, like when they're both talking about being hooked on coke in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like I said, all around, it's a very well-rounded, fantastically acted... I can see it failing, though. It's That's getting my, good ratings. Is it good? Yeah, okay. no, it's it's doing pretty well, but I mean, it's it's very even for the most part. They don't tend to be up and down. The writing on it is pretty superb for the most part. And you finally got one over on the Thanksgiving episode, which has one of my favorite jokes ever in it, where Adam Sandberg finally convinces their captain to play along with him. On the, yeah. Yeah, to play, to play a character. Or uh, it's like Jake Jimes or something. I'm Jake Jabs. My wife, wife was murdered by a man in, in a yellow, yellow sweater. sweater. It's the only case I've never solved. It's when the guys turn to sign thing and they just... Ah, damn it! Sorry, I just dropped the whiteboard. Yes. Yes, they're trying to get suspects to sign things so they can see who's left-handed. But yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that was... That was really, really good. Um, and the I'm one where they're... I'm fond of the Christmas episode. Is that the one they're trying to make Diaz smile? Yeah. The Christmas episode, they're trying to make Diaz smile, who... She is one of my favorite characters, because she's supposed to be scary as hell, but you don't really know anything about her. They make a joke in the Thanksgiving episode about her wearing her formal leather jacket. It's the one without blood. blood on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah, I mean, just, the, what is it, the one where he fucks up their weekend, but she lives really close, so she can, like, go and shower and sleep and all that? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know anything about her, except apparently she has an apartment with a shower. Like. I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, no, you don't know anything about her. She claims to have a boyfriend, but you don't know anything about him. We know that she has a sister now, because she references it in the Thanksgiving episode. That, yeah, she doesn't go to the... That's why she doesn't go, because they're... Because uh, it's apparently so boring, and she wanted some kind of Thanksgiving-filled crap fest, which was awesome. Which she did. Which, by the way, as a professional cook, when she pops out with the fact that the other detective, not... I was going to say Diaz, pops out with the fact that she ran out of salt, so she just used baking, baking soda... Yeah. Oh my god. So cringeworthy. Uh, yeah, that was, White uh, powders are not interchangeable. No, and I think Terry Crews said something to that effect. Oh god. Oh. Can you imagine mashed potatoes with no salt with baking soda? No. Exactly. I don't want to either. Ugh. It's a world I don't want to live in. Ugh. 
So we've been trying to talk about The Last Unicorn for what, like three weeks now? Um, yeah, this was recommended to uh, a customer, and I, th- I think I talked about it on, on Damn, where um, I was actually thinking of that I'd seen The Last Unicorn, but I'd really seen a more obscure cartoon called Unico. Um, so I ended up watching um, Last Unicorn. Highly recommended. It. It's um, that like mid '80s uh, Rankin Bass, um, the same studio that put out the Hobbit cartoon. Yeah. So it's that style of animation. Uh, the voice cast, if you look at it at the time, is amazing. Uh, except for one thing, which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, but you've got Jeff Bridges, Mia Farrow, Robert Klein, uh, Chris Plummer. Is that how everybody's making the money for their vacation home? Is that what? Is that how everybody's making the money for their vacation house? Oh, let's just go do this animated film that'll pay for the beach house. What is that? No, I'm just saying they've got all these big name actors doing the voices. Um, unfortunately, Mia Farrow and Jeff Bridges decide to sing during it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's... But they talk, like, in between, like, singing, so I couldn't skip all of it because there was exposition, and I'm like, fuck. Um, I like musicals. That still fair, sounds terrible. It's, it's, it's fairly dark. Um, got some titties in it. There's a harpy with three boobs, like a midget prostitute in Total Recall. She um, wasn't a midget. The, the, okay, seriously, internet, tell me I'm right. Because I'm pretty no, the, sure... No, the three-knocker chick in Total Recall wasn't a midget. Was the midget. No, it wasn't a midget. There was a midget, but it wasn't the chick with three boobs. Mm. Internet, get back to us on this yeah. one. Um, you know one of them was paper mache, right? But one of the boobs or one of the... Oh, no, it's the Family Guy joke. When Peter, they asked Peter what chick he'd want to be with. He's like the chick from, with three-knockers from Total Recall. And Ragnar's like, you know, one of those was paper mache, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, there's this great line where, uh, oh, Angela Lansbury's in it. Uh, She plays a... Murder She Wrote's in it? Yep. She plays uh, some uh, uh, witch mystic. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, But uh, she traps the the unicorn early on, and... um, and, uh, She's got the, the harpy trapped, which has got the three boobs, vulture creature. And uh, there's this great line, and it's it's this was the line he was telling me about, where the unicorn is like, you know, you can't keep these kind of creatures locked up. Like, you know, the harpy's going to get loose, and it's going to kill you. And uh, and Mama Mojo, or whatever her name is, is like, um, that's dangerously close to her actual character name, um, is like, yeah, well, whatever. And the unicorn goes, your death is in that cage, and she can hear you. And you're like, oh, God, this was in a kid's movie. Yeah. You know, I have to ask you, on that same vein, did you watch The Black Cauldron when you were a little kid? Yeah, I don't remember it that well, but... I believe it's one of the only Disneys that had an unhappy... A permanent death. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, the... Is it Fergie? Is that the creature's name? It's been a really long time since I watched it, because it upset me so much when I was little. It's like the cute furry sidekick character, like, jumps into the cauldron to sacrifice himself. I don't remember. Like I said, it was one of the... I was going to say, it was one of the movies that kind of messed me up when I was little, so I just never watched it again. Yeah, I don't... Well, I don't know if I could watch it again just to know if it holds up or not, but... Mm. um, Speaking of movies that do hold up... I got... Oh, I was... I tested the boundaries of what holds up. Um... Groundhog Day. I was going to say, we'll go Groundhog Day. We'll go Um, one that does hold up first. (laughs) No, the second one holds up too. Oh, Lord. Um, Groundhog Day was fucking rad. I still laugh my ass off. Uh, Tobolowski is still hilarious as as, uh, Ned... um, 
uh, Ned Ryerson. Um, just just the time where uh, um, uh, Bill Murray's fucking with him and hugs him and goes, I don't know where you're going, but can you call in sick? And he just runs away with his arms at his sides and he's like, ooh. Oh, um, uh, Michael- I love Bill Murray so much. That movie in particular, though, I think it might have been one of the first ones I ever got exposed to when I was younger. Yeah. I was going to say. It was like 92 ish. Right but it's now. just one of those things where, you know, I wasn't really aware of Bill Murray so much when I was younger, and we didn't go to the movies much when I was younger. Oh, I knew little. about Ghostbusters, so. I don't think I saw that until I was a little bit older on, like, the, you know, the Sunday afternoon movies type of deal. But yeah, no, the scene where he walks past the armored car and just picks up the bags and keep walking was like one of my favorite things I'd ever seen when I was a kid. I always wanted to be able to do that with an armored car until I just was Just walk like, up and go... Just walk up, grab the bags, and keep walking and have then them they do not the, know what the hell's going on. And then they're going to the costume, quote-unquote, costume party for yeah. Heidi 2. <laughs> Lord. Um, uh, and Michael Shannon's film debut. How many of those are you going to drink? Oh, that was yours, isn't it? Sorry. Um, Michael Shannon's film debut. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to drink your Red Bull. It's okay, you didn't. I only spit on it a little. But you also watched the 90s Turtles movies. I, not all of them. Just the first one. Just the first one. Just the first one. Which totally holds up. It's got a few um, cringeworthy moments. Like, you know, when they're being turtles about it. They're being, like, the teenage aspect. And they're like, Calabunga, dude. And you're like, oh, God. Oh. But, I mean, you have... All the cursing, fair amount of violence. Um, Anytime you can have the scene where Splinter's doing the karate moves in the cage. Oh, the stop motion the, animation. I was gonna say with the I was gonna say with the human shadows in the background. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking He's about. He's learning from Hamato Yoshi. Exactly. Um, that always cracked me up. At that and the giant dandelions. Giant dandelions. Remember when they had the the thing that breaks that caused them to mutate. They have the giant dandelions that kind of grow up around that same area. I never noticed that. Yeah. Around the ooze? Yeah. Um, but no, like, it held up, man. And you see, like, quote-unquote, you see Shredder's, like, head get crushed. Like, Casey Jones is in it, who's he's fucking awesome. You know, we have a mutual, well, she's my friend, she's an acquaintance of yours, that swears her obsession with Asian, Asian men all stems from Casey Jones in that movie. Elias Coteus? Yeah. You sure she's not thinking of the pizza delivery guy from she Ninja think, Turtles 2? I am 2's? thinking of the pizza delivery guy from yeah, Ninja yeah, Turtles yeah. No, no, she's... Uh, Kino, I believe his name is. I think his name actually... If I just, is, if I just pulled that out of my ass, I'm I think his be name really... might actually be something along those lines, but I don't... If it's Kino, I'm going to laugh really but see, hard. That's, but that's, but my, yeah. that's the thing, is in the second one, like they, they, they got shit on on the first one, and all the parents were like, oh, they use weapons, they use knives, and it's like, well, yeah, they're fucking ninjas. So they, if you notice in the first big action scene they like instead of nunchucks michelangelo uses what is it like sausages or something or like pepperoni it's like salami or yeah and it's like two links of some italian sausage and they use like a pogo stick like it gets fucking ridiculous so you know what the main thing i remember about turtles too is every time i start watching that movie and they have the opening sequence with everyone eating pizza i always really want pizza that was oh man you gotta wonder the bidding war between Domino's and Pizza Hut to... Is Domino's still around? Yeah. I just don't remember the last I time... I think they're better than Pizza Hut, that's Well, nice. this is one of the things, I don't remember the last time I actually saw a Domino's, and it might just be where I live, but... Um, but the bidding war on Pizza Hut and Domino's to be in that movie had to be extreme. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's... Well, it's in the you know Pizza's gonna be in it. Um, 
but I mean, just the practical effects in it were all, it was all Jim Henson, um, and I guess they were wary about the violence in it, too, um, but I fucking, I mean, I, I, I love it, I love it. Well, I actually just rewatched Scott Pilgrim. Ah, oh, perennial favorite. I was going to say something that's not afraid of violence, despite the fact that there was really very little blood in it. And when he killed the evil ex-boyfriends, they just turned into coins. Oh, it's not enough for a bus. I'll give you the extra 15 cents. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, like I said, I love that movie, and I keep expecting next time I come back to it for it to be not as good. No, no. it's always just as it's awesome. It's always great. And Scott I know it's Ed, no, I was gonna say I know it's Edgar Wright, so I shouldn't be surprised. But still, Scott Pilgrim is uh, is easily one of the top three movies where I will watch it when I'm happy, watch it when I'm sad, watch twice a year. I mean, I just will always go back to Scott Pilgrim. I really want to do like a film fest and do that one and do like Bill and I mean uh, Daryl Daryl Tucker versus Evil. Uh yeah. Daryl and Tucker versus Evil. Like I said, I want to do like a film fest and watch that one and a few others. Like, you know, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and World's End and just, I mean, not necessarily just Edgar Wright, but all those ones that take a pretty standard concept and just twist it just Kevin enough. Kevin in the Woods, if you're going on. Yeah, like I said, twist it just enough that it's really unique and interesting mm-hmm. and you can watch it over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, American Beauty. I mean, a bit more serious than everything else you've just mentioned. I but... can't watch American Beauty when I'm sad because it'll just make me sadder. By the way, I wanted to say this before we jump off of Ninja Turtles. More sad? Sadder? Saddest. <laughs> it makes me the saddest. It makes me S a D. Oh wait, that doesn't work. Um, Let me be me. All you haters can S a D. And I'm sure they don't listen to it, so I'm okay saying this. Um, when we were at Paris, uh, one of our mutual friends um, was dating a girl, and uh, she. That narrows it down. Thanks, Doug. I'll tell you off air. Anyways, continue. Maybe you can give. He me was. Some- uh, there, uh, he, he's married to one of our other former co-workers, if that narrows it down. No, but anyways, continue. What are you doing? I'm doing his haircut so you know who I'm talking about. It's not helping, just finish your story. But he was dating a girl who, um, we found out, uh, through locker room talk was very, very bad at blowjobs. And my nickname for her was Orukosaki. The Shredder. Oh, And now, yeah. and when oh. I was watching the movie, I actually paused and started laughing hysterically. I was like, oh, fuck, I totally remember saying that. God, I was clever in my 20s. So guys actually have conversations like that? Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's, I don't have them much now. But it's very much the Patton Oswalt bit of, who do you talk to about pussy? Um, well, since that one? Since the cops took away my doll made out of butter and shotgun shells. Oh, no, it was fuck doll made out of butter. Fu- it was a fuck doll made, made out, out of butter, butter and shotgun, shotgun shells. shells. Grandma Renfold is dead. Um, no, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we had, you know, locker room talk. Uh, I, I don't come across it very much now because a lot of my friends are married and it's just wholly inappropriate. Yeah, um, you can't have that conversation about somebody's spouse. No. It's just... No, and no. there's there's a friend who... Or the mother of someone's child. Just Well, no. and there's a friend who his wife uh, dated one of our other friends before... Uh, uh, or she... Chronologically, she um, fooled around with me, dated one of my friends, and then ended up dating and marrying another one of my friends, and now we all can't talk about that we all know what our boobs feel like, because that's awkward. Yeah, but you're the only one thinking that, Doug. 
you're the only one thinking that. All right. Uh, so something else that weirdly enough holds up. I rewatched live action Tick. Oh, it totally fucking holds up. It completely holds up. The part, blah, blah, the, blah, 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 opportunity exact, test. That's exactly blah, blah, what blah, I was going to say. The part where... <laughs> blah, 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 broken condom. I'm doing that out of order, but... Yeah, I was going to say, the part where they're trying to explain to him about sex still stands out as one of the best moments in that entire... The entire thing. episode with, uh, is it the, the Hooded Terror? Something like that. When he's in the nursing home, and it was like... Uh, and it was one of the first episodes of the animated series that had the Hooded Terror as well. But the Hooded Terror, I was... Oh, my God, when they... Oh, that is when they have they have Arthur committed to the insane asylum. Dave Foley and plays Dave the Foley uh, plays the site. Yeah, I was gonna say, and they bust him dancing around. He's an got like a, he's got a cape fetish. Yeah, well, they also bust him dancing around in author's costume, and they burst in, and Patrick Warburton as the tick is like, that's not what you want to see. <laughs> the only bitch I have about that is that it's very obvious that Captain Liberty is totally wearing a chess piece, and that's not her actual cleavage. Oh yeah, like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Glaringly obvious. Oh. And I realized that they didn't have the rights to the All-American Maid, but still. Well, it was that they didn't want to, um, I think it was a matter, they didn't want to have, like, the main, um, the principal female be, like, a subservient, um, role, like a maid. Well, they didn't, exactly, so they made no, her kind I, of more of a Wonder woman like I said, I think it was they didn't have the rights to the All-American Maid or Deflator Mouse, which is why they went with Batman Whale. Did they not? How did they not have the rights? That was that was all Fox. No, no. Like I said, that's the story I heard. I could be completely wrong, but like I said, I heard that's why they went with uh, Captain Liberty and Batman. Well, although Batman, well, <laughs> I love you, Batman. Well, yeah, no, cracks me up every fucking time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nope. nope. <laughs> you have to go pick up the Batman Well mobile. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I haven't watched a live action. Neither have I, hence why I had it on the list to discuss. Because I was kind of on a, I was on the throwback kick, if you will. Yep. Which is why I also rewatched Freakazoid. Say it, perfect segue. Freak out. Freaking freak out. Why did Steven Spielberg stop doing cartoons? Because all the cartoons he did were fucking hilarious. Do you know that um, originally Spielberg had come to? Um, it was oh fuck, I can't remember the name of the guy. The, the writer on Freakazoid, the main guy, I want to say Ru- uh, something Rubens. I have no idea. Um, but he came to him and Bruce Tim, um, who you have heard me talk about. He's got did the, the 90s. He's like the artistic architect for the entire DC animated. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and a huge influence on my art. Um, we talked about this weeks ago off air. Um, but uh, that they he actually came to him wanting to do a, a straightforward... Um, superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's not Freakazoid. No, and it just kind of kept evolving into this weird, surreal, non-sequitur. And by the end of it, like, I, I guess Spielberg was like, I can't deny kind of how good it is, how funny it is. Let's just roll with it. They have one of my favorite fake villains of all time, which is Candle Jack, who can't get you unless you say his name. name. And the thing is... The oh, that's what the, on the camping episode. Yeah, the thing is with Candle Jack, the styling of the actual villain is fucking scary. It's something out of, like, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. Like I said, it's fucking scary, but the way the whole thing plays out, you cannot help but laugh your fucking ass off. He can't get you unless you say it. Say what? Candle Jack. Oh. I like Foamy, the, the, his, the Foamy, oh, the Foamy super dog, super the freak dog or whatever. A, a moment of technical difficulty. But that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Beep. 
That was uh, the test of the emergency broadcast system. No, that was this uh, is only a test. That was like the, 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 the off-air radial like design. Oh, with the Indian head. Yeah, <laughs> God, we're old. Um, Actually, I was just thinking of the the joke in Hackers, when he's hacking into the the TV station. Yeah, he's watching something along those lines. Using payphones for dial-up. Okay, you know what? That movie is fucking terrible, but it's still a guilty pleasure of mine. Was that you I was talking to about? Re- we were. Re- was that you that was rewatching War Games? No, I was not rewatching War. And Games. we were like hysterically talking about like the technology of it. We're like, well, I could do that with my iPhone now. Um, well, you remember you and I were talking about Jurassic Park, how it all pretty much holds up except for the technology. For, well, yeah. Oh God, yeah. And she does the Unix at the end that she has to hack to. Yeah, and it's like no, and it's just like it's like yeah, the MS DOS command prompt screen, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, just hit, just hit C colon backslash backslash reboot. You'll be fine. Sitting there with a girlfriend of mine, she's like, you realize tech support 101 is to turn it off and turn it back on Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. All right, um, to move on, I finally watched Kickass two. We've talked about this before. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. Yes, they did sanitize out some of the more brutal elements of it, like the rape of Night Bitch. The rape of Night Bitch and um, the finding, uh, is it, what's his name? Colonel, is it Colonel Stars? Is it Stars and Stripes? I think it's Colonel Stars and Stripes, but I also... Yeah, but they, they, um, they cut off his head and then they cut off the dog's head and put the dog head on his body. Which would be horrifying. Which that would was be... actually one of the things that I really enjoyed is the fact that he was so callous about human life, but he wouldn't hurt the well, dog. But, and I, we talked and about I this. realized that it was supposed to prove there was no humanity left in him whatsoever. Exactly. Still, I just that he was supposed to be like the motherfucker. Handle, I can't handle cruelty to animals. But it was, we talked about this, so that it was to show that, yeah. Like, there was nothing good There was nothing left, that he had gone completely bad. And I did like the joke about, now you're going to feel what evil dick feels like. Guess evil dick feels limp. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but the main point I wanted to talk about that, in that this, did the, without the uh, the night bitch uh, rape. rape scene, yeah. they did add that comedic effect where he can't get hard. Hard for her. Like that was funny. That was really funny. Because he's like, "Give me a minute, hold on." It's also, even though you've seen him as Red Mist before, still funny to see Fogel as the motherfucker. Yep, and they actually did say, "What is it? That they're the uh, t- toxic they, mega cunts." Yeah, the toxic mega cunts. I was wondering if they were going to say that too. They dropped the toxic mega cunt bomb. Mm-hmm. The thing is. I went back and rewatched Kick-Ass after I watched Kick-Ass 2. Seeing the difference in size between Hit-Girl and the two movies makes it all the more horrifying when you watch the first Kick-Ass and you realize how tiny and small she yeah. actually is. Yeah, how young she was when they did Kick-Ass. And it's, it's just, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it was pretty kind of obvious the first time, but then you see her in the second movie, and she's, you know, a teenager now. Yeah. And you go back and watch the first one, and you're like, she's just a fucking baby. She is so little. With a mouth dirtier than either of ours. Yeah. Though that was a great I scene. I the... admit, Nicolas' Cage voice actations really irritated the crap out of me. No way. It was great. No. When he's screaming out all of, when he's on fire, he's screaming out all the comic book um, no, battle plans. No, 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 not not like that. When he's you know child and all that whatnot, it's irritated the fuck out of me. When he's doing the horrible southern was it Southern William Shatner? I want to call it. That's spot on. Southern mm-hmm. William Shatner irritated yep. the crap out of me. That was awesome. No, I yeah. loved it. And it's really weird. It's very odd for me. The actor who plays Kickass and his name is escaping me right now. Um. I want to say Jesse Eisenberg, but I know that's not right. It's not Jesse Eisenberg. 
Um, it always beards me out every time I watch him because I know he married a significantly older director. Like, she's twice his age that he met when he was shooting Nowhere Boy. Like, he was, I think, 18 and she was in her 40s. And he married her and they have two little girls now and she is actually the one who is directing Fifty Shades of Grey. Her name's like Sam Taylor, I want to say. I was going to say. So it's it's just always really creepy for me to see him because I think I'm like, really? Really? Gah! Anyways. Sorry, I had to add something to what I put while we were talking about. Um, I don't. Dude, my mental process to get to that from what you were talking about was bizarre. Fucking. Would you like to know? Yeah. It was, you said, uh, married older director. That made me think of James McAvoy, who uh, married that older photographer. Um, and then that was James McAvoy to, oh yeah, X-Men 2. Oh yeah, there's news about the third X-Men already um, that Brent Singer has announced. Um, speaking of X-Men, I thought of the trailer. Oh yeah, they released the uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer. I haven't watched it yet. Apparently my cats are breaking shit in my bedroom. Fucking Fred Durst style. <laughs> really, Tug? Yeah. Talk about things that don't hold up. <laughs> Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about amazing stuff? You want to talk about Amazing Spider-Man too? Um, what is what is that? Jennifer Lawson. Jenny Lawson. I uh, was rewatch. I was rereading. Yeah. Let's pretend this never happened. Okay. Just as funny the third time I read the book. Unless you're gay, then you have a gun armoire. I still love that line. It's Texas. Everyone has a gun, gun cabinet. No, everyone has a gun cabinet. Unless you're, you're gay, gay, then, then you, you have, have a gun armoire. I but laughed no, so hard when I read that. I laugh every time I read that book. And like I said, this has got to be the third or fourth time I the read it. The one where she gets stuck in the deer? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you shouldn't eat something you've worn and thrown up in. <laughs> But it's like every time I'm reading it, if I'm sitting next to a new person, I compulsively read chat. I mean, mm-hmm. compulsively read parts of it to them, and it's still just as funny to me every time. Like every time I read somebody, the argument between her and her husband about Resurrection Cemetery, I fucking lose it because they're having a, an argument between resurrection and reanimation, mm-hmm. vampires and zombies and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Every time. And they get like real fights. I mean, it was like when Irma and I would get into like dumb science fiction fights. Where, like, all of a sudden you're like, this is taking a weird, serious turn, where we're actually arguing. You're like, whoa. But yeah, no, it, every time, just as funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a book that I read if I'm in a bad mood, because I know that there's... You can't be, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I actually uh, recommended the bloggist to... Um, oh, God, and her blog is just as funny as her book. Uh, yeah, I, I recommended it to uh, a girl that was talking about how she get, she gets bored at work and reads blogs, and I'm like... You need to check out Jennifer Lawson. You need to read. Oh fuck! I got it right. Um, yeah, you normally say Jennifer Lawrence, which I we're going to talk do. about in a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, and I recommended the blog. She hasn't gotten back to me, but um, I'm hoping she finds it funny. The girl's 23, so I don't know if she'll find it as funny as kind of we do with life experience and references. But yeah, the part there's one of the more recent entries where she looks up something about grimace. While she's in the car, and her and her you husband, were telling me about yeah, this. her and her husband have a whole discussion about the origin of Grimace, how he's supposed to be the king of milkshakes and have like eight arms, and yeah, how Ronald McDonald once had a dog that was really snarky. Yeah, did he? Yeah, according yeah. to according to their research. According to Wikipedia. Uh, moving on to Jennifer Lawrence, I went and saw Catching Fire. Ah, okay. Did really well. Like I said, they hit all the major points in the book. It was very well nuanced. The pacing was a little slow in the beginning. My one big bitch is the same bitch I had about the first movie. The monkeys look fake. 
There's no hunger. There's no hunger. There, it was extremely unevident in the first movie that they weren't just, they were basically starving to death. Well, that's the premise of uh, how, how she and, uh, what's his name, kind of have her, their meat Pita. cute over the, over the bread. Yeah, pita. Yeah, pita bread. <laughs> but yeah, in the second movie, and I realize that it's a movie, so you can't draw it out like you can in the books and make it longer. But you could make it more evident that they basically have no food whatsoever available to well, them. Well, yeah, but they're they're feasting high on the hog being um, Hunger Game winners, aren't they? Have you seen the second one yet? Uh, Hunger Games 2, Catching. Don Sutherland Hates Poor People, the movie? <laughs> you know that joke was happening eventually. Yes, but have you seen Catching Fire yet? No, I have not. Do you know the premise? Uh, she's starting to ignite, correct me when I'm wrong. Um, she's starting to kind of ignite the revolution, and Donald Sutherland, who hates poor people, is like, well, this this is going to upset the uh, the power of balance with me. Um, so they have like a, what is it, a, a new Hunger Games with all the winners, so that she can be taken out? You're actually doing pretty well. Uh, I have Wikipedia. I was good. So... If you guys remember from the first movie, it was the 74th Annual Hunger Games. I didn't know that. This particular one is the 75th Annual Hunger Games, and they do something which is called the Quarterly Quell. So every 25 years, they do a different Hunger Games, which was supposedly laid down when they wrote the rules for the Hunger Games, but we all know that's bullshit. So I don't think they ever say it in the movie, but the Quarterly Quell previous to that, which is the one that Hamish won, they demanded twice... Hamish was Woody Harrelson? Yeah. Got it. I was going to say, they demanded twice as many tributes. People. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, so this Hunger Games, they decided that they were going to send tributes from the already existing champions in all of the right. districts. The thing is, since but district... But to, to get Katniss out of the way was Basically. really the... Basically. But I was going to say, but here's the thing, is that since District 12 only had three champions, Katniss was already going back in regardless, because there was no other female tribute to go. Oh, because it's, yeah, it's a guy and a girl. Exactly. All right, all right. So, like I said, it. I realize that you can't draw things out like that, but like I said, there's no hunger. And it was very strange for me, because I took our non-turn and another friend of ours, and we went and saw this. It was really weird for me sitting in the theater, having read the books and knowing what's going to happen, and neither of them having any idea. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. I had a very uh, weirdly similar... I, I, I'm not, I don't necessarily want to use this as a segue if you don't want. Um, but I had, a very, <laughs> I had a very similar experience where um, I went to go see Spike Lee's... Um, American remake of, uh, uh, not Hellboy, of, uh, Old Boy. Of Hellboy! That'd be a very odd film. That would be a very odd film. Um, <laughs> Hellboy just throws trash cans through windows the whole movie. Um, <laughs> demand some black people up on that wall. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Da Sorry. Danny Aiello yells a lot. Um, something about doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, something about having game. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Didn't he do He Got Game? I have no idea. Or am I just making up movies based on 90s catchphrases? Okay. Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, so I went to go this see... This is what you asked for, people. Uh, Fantastic. No one asked for this. No one asked for this! We're basically sound raping their ears with our mind dicks. It's fucking awesome. Um, Please tell me that's not going to be the motto. They might get changed on Twitter, yeah, instead of... No! Ow. Oh, that actually kind of hurts since my skin's cold. Um, Hitting you with an expo marker hurt because your skin's cold? Yeah. Do you want a blanket? No. Okay. Just don't hit me with an expo marker. Um, problem solved. Uh, that was snotty. Um, now I so, really want to hit you with an expo marker. 
Um, so I went to go see uh, Old Boy, and uh, I had seen the original, the original Korean one. And there was going to be a lot of spoilers, guys. Um, Spoiler! Uh, I'll, I'll try not to spoil it, but um, when I originally watched uh, the, the original Korean version, um, I had watched it on, on, I think, IFC On Demand, and uh, my roommate had come home right when shit is going down. Like, it's all going down. And the movie's incredibly fucked up. Um, well, it is Korean. Uh, but, like, there's uh, uh, a guy shooting himself. There's a guy cutting his own tongue out. Like, there's, you know, this... And and Ro- uh, my roommate Rob comes in and he's like, what the fuck are you watching? And I'm like, I can't even explain what I'm watching. Like, it's way too fucked up. Um, to give you an idea, it does deal a lot with... Um, the original uh, has a lot to do with uh, incest, hysterical pregnancies, suicide, um, leaving a guy in a room for fucking 15 or 20 years. I wish you could see my face right now. It's, it's fucking brutal. Um, and when I heard they were doing the American version, I'm like, there's no way American audiences can be able to handle this. Um, they got dangerously fucking close. They changed a few things and it worked. Um... Yeah, but it's just as violent. I had a lot of people that uh, talk to me. And they go, "The hammer scene," and I'm like, "Oh, they do the hammer scene, where he effectively beats down like an entire gang of people with just a hammer, um, and he gets the shit kicked out of him as well. Like it's not like superhero. Like I have a hammer and I'm hitting everyone. Like he gets fucked up too. But he's been like basically he's like emotionally numb to pain, and uh, just keeps moving through it. And it's, hold on a second, Trogdor, get out of there. Sorry. Um, it was it was dangerously close to the original, and I really, 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 really fucking liked it. Um, it it had kind of still all of the same f- fucked up shit. The ending was a di- the ending was slightly different. And I wish they would have done the original ending, um, which you and I will talk about off air because I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Um, I wish they had done the original ending because I think that was a bit more uh, kind of gray area ish. Emotionally, like when I watched the original, I was like, "I'm, I'm not okay." You're like, like I, I need to watch something light and fluffy right mm, now. I need a palate cleanser. It was, yeah, like I was like, I need like a drink and a shower. Like I'm not okay. And um, uh, but no, uh, uh, Brolin's great in it. Samuel L. Jackson's good. Um, you get to see Elizabeth Olsen's boobs. So Is she the, old enough for that? Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. She's eighteen uh, so. already. I think she's over 18. Okay. Um, and it wasn't gratuitous. Like, it totally, I mean, it, it made was, sense. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's, once again, the almost exact same thing from the original. Um, so I highly recommend it. I don't want to ruin the big twist ending. Um, what a twist. What a twist. Um, fucking robot chicken. Good pull. And, um, but it was, it was fucking rad. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens. There's a, right now there's a controversy on the graphic designer that was hired quote-unquote hired to do a lot of the promotional artwork mm-hmm. apparently wasn't properly contracted or he was misled and he never got paid and he actually posted an open letter to Spike Lee saying like I'm not mad but you know this needs to be brought to light um, you need to deal with this and you know he goes I know it's not you I know it's the studios and whatever executives are there but this is wrong and I know as an artist you'll appreciate you know, getting kind of you know, my due. So I haven't heard anything past that. Well, I'll have to look it up. But yeah, I'm keeping my eye out because I want to see what happens. Because as 
as someone who's done graphical work for people, um, a lot of sometimes under the table, like I've been burned. And so it, it's, it hits a little close to home with me. Not to the point where I did anything for obviously major motion picture, but, um, you know, I mean, that wasn't you doing all the artwork for X-Men three. Um, you know, I'd never, I never told you this, but I did the Mac esque, uh, Thor two end credits. Oh my god, if I did, I'd be so fucking thrilled. Those, I wouldn't were, even... those weren't Mac, unfortunately. They looked Mac. They, they looked did, they really, look David really Mac. David Mac. Like, I immediately looked that up when I got home. They looked fantastic, and I can't remember. And we're going to talk country. about we're gonna. Uh, David Mac touches on something else we're going to talk about later. Is it The Amazing Spider Man? No. Okay. Uh, but I do want to. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, Amazing Spider Man 2 trailer. You just got that I wrote ASM and you figured out what it was, didn't you? No, no, no. I figured oh. out what you're going to talk about with Mac. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer. Oh, Lord. So they've released the first official trailer. There are Easter eggs in the trailer, Deb. There are Easter eggs in the trailer. You see a shot where, uh, I can't remember if it's Harry Osborn um, or Peter Parker. I think it's Harry Osborn that is walking through, like, an Oscorp, like, um, kind of R&D lab. And you see Dr. Octopus's tentacles and the vulture's wings. Like... They are literally setting up that, you know, there could be, I'm, I honestly, I'm thinking there could be a Sinister Six by, what, uh, the third one? Mm-hmm. and the trailer, you know, usually there's a lot of, um, guff given when you have a comic book movie where, you know, you kind of have the failings of having too many villains. Well, there's three of them in this one, yeah? Yeah. there You start to see the birth of the Green Goblin, you see the Rhino, and then there's Electro. Who's excited to see Giamatti as the Rhino? Have you, no, have you, you haven't seen the trailer. Nope. It looks like he's wearing a fucking Transformer, but awesome. Like, you just see the fucking, like, Rhino, like, head slam down and, like, seal like a fucking, like, like a, like a, uh, a Jaeger. Like, it looks fucking awesome. I really want to see Giamatti's performance as the Rhino. Um. Because, I mean, I love him in pretty much everything. Yeah. Um. Although now, Here I am, an ass. <laughs> now I'm thinking James and Donia, just like you imagined. A bucket of shit with an ass with a face. Hee-haw! I'm Jan- John Adams. Who gives a shit? I loved him in, uh... John Dies at the End. Who was he in... Oh, he was, he was the, the, the interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, he was the porter that ends up being black. And dead. And dead. Um... Oh, God, yeah. Um... <laughs> I love. I mean, we'll go back. And I loved him in, in um, not the Prestige. What was the other one? The Illusionist. Oh God, He's I great love as a the character actor in that. Oh. Um, and I mean, Sideways is always a great movie. Um, but then that makes me go back to James Adonian, where it's like, if George Washington has a Merlot, I'm fucking out of there. Oh, um, the first president not to get reelected. Fuck you. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, James Adonian. But yeah, but the. Peter Parker's got a great voiceover where he talks about it. He goes, you know, uh, I've got the power to, you know, like, stop these people, but, you know, it escalates. And one day I, he goes, like, one day I think there may be a time where they they could overpower me. And you just see, like, you know, it cuts to, like, you know, the picture of, like, the rhino and Electro and, and kind of a shadowed Green Goblin character. And you're like, oh, Fuck! Like they're 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 taking the idea that was in Spider-Man Three with a lot of villains, and actually making it good. Here's the thing, though, is that I remember when the first two Spider-Mans came out with Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. enjoying them. I, I love the like second I said, one. I wouldn't say they were great. I loved the but second I one. Alfred Molina was amazing. Like I said, I definitely really really enjoyed them. Then the third one 
was so bad. It was terrible. It was so bad. I have... And don't get me wrong, you, I've told you, I loved, I loved The Amazing Spider-Man. I loved how quippy it was. I loved his relationship Oh no, with you found my only weakness. Knives! A tiny knife. Tiny knife. Like I said, I loved his relationship with Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things where it's like, hmm, please don't fuck it up on the third one, guys. The second one looks pretty good, but don't fuck it up on the third one. Well, speaking of, we'll jump to really quick because it's, uh, it's only just been announced and there's nothing else on it. Speaking of third ones, Days of Future Past hasn't even been isn't even released. They just released the trailer, what, a couple weeks ago? Three weeks ago? It looks so good, though. Oh. oh I don't God, know if you know who so I'm going to be talking about in a second, but they've said who the villain for the third one is and the name of it. Okay. X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, my. And it's going to be... Oh, my. And I, I don't know if you know who... I so much. I don't know if you know who Apocalypse is. I don't. He is... Well, actually, I think I do, in, but I don't In continuity, he's considered the first he's mutant. He's the stone-faced guy, yeah? Yep. Okay, he's yes. the yeah the first mutant. He's been around since ancient Egypt. He has like uh, complete molecular control of himself. Like he can change shape, and like... that's Thanos. Yep, that was a joke. Cutting. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Um, but to have apocalypses, it it's right up there with like seeing Thanos, where you're like, oh shit it's is going to go, to go down. down because apocalypse is one of the biggest bads. Of the X Men universe, yeah, do you need I a cat wrangle? Excuse me, I need a cat wrangle because he's about to knock my Oscar Wilde action figure off the shelf. <laughs> Oscar Wilde versus pussy—that's a good joke. No kitty being a bad kitty. It's just Trogdor. I asked for this when I named him Trogdor. He's looking around like I don't know what I did. Remember, he has the Bender voice. I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. It's gonna happen. Then, then, he, then he's doing like the whole like when like Bender gets like scared, angry, confused, where he's like, oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yes. I mean, already they're they're pimping uh, X Men Apocalypse, and I couldn't be more thrilled, especially because it's gonna be Bryan Singer again. But I'm sorry that. When I went and saw Thor 2, they had the preview for Days of Future Past. Oh. So good. It looks so good. I rewatched Wolverine, and I know you, uh, you haven't seen the, the newest no. Wolverine. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember if we spoiled it or not. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Okay. Awkward silence while Doug and I both think. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on. So, yeah. Let's move on, shall we, to the return of X-Cup. I will chop your heads off! Or what, what was the one I sent you? There's dinosaurs crying somewhere. Yeah, there was There's another one that says, The moon is on fire! That's it. That's all. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Oh, and does Nick Offerman have something to do with uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I don't think so. Have you seen the, the production the production tags on it? Mm -hmm. the, I mean, he might. I haven't the, done have you seen Because it's Fremulon, and he goes, Fremulon. And you're like, I'm like, that's fucking Offerman. Like I said, I, he might, but I'm not. I'm not. Um, so yeah, I don't sure. know if he's a producer on it or it's it just his production company. It wouldn't surprise me if he had something to do with Brooklyn Nine Nine, considering the the tone of the show and the. Or cast. it might just be, or maybe Milani, like maybe him Milani made a um, production company. Yeah. That wouldn't shock me in the slightest either. Called Fremulon. Fremulon. Uh, Fremulon. But anyway, yeah, the return of Axe Cop, the second half of the first season is. Ugh, I'm loving it. I actually just want them to make action they figures did. so I can have the dinosaur with Gatling guns. Wexler? Yeah. Uh, they they have an origin episode. Oh, God. That if, if we have the time, I'll show you. We may not, unfortunately. Okay. Um, that, that has the, the um, 
the uh, origin of Unibaby, Axe Cop, Flute Cop, and Wexler. Um, I still love the episode with Bad Santa. Or, excuse me, Evil Santa. Oh, God. Oh, that was creepy. But that was super <laughs> creepy. But you find out, yeah, why uh, Axe Cop hates candy canes. Because, uh... Pat Bad Santa playing, what, Bookie? What? Pat Oswald plays the character, what, he's called, like, Bookie or something like uh, that? Pat Oswald is uh, Soccer Ring. Oh, that's right, he is Soccer Ring. I was gonna say, he, he does the voice that he uses when he's stand-up when he's talking about a five-year-old writing a script. And then this happens, and then Spider-Man does this. Yeah. And then, wait, oh no, that didn't happen. This happened. Yeah. I got you a cake, it tastes like birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, really excited, like, sl- slightly lispy... The, the, mm-hmm. the toddler voice, basically. Yep. The yep. toddler voice. So yeah, I'm super psyched for the return of Axe Cop. It's uh, uh, when we're talking about the Tick. I that's how I, I promote uh, Axe Cop. Is it's it's kind of the new Tick. It's that weird surrealist humor. No. No, no, it's to completely Com- that. But I, I was thinking about the episode and the Tick, where they're trying to get him a license, and I'm trying to. I think they ended Is up. Is that the one where the, his wife? His wife. Yeah, but comes I, was, back? I think at the end they lied about his name and he ends up naming himself IP Freely. <laughs> it's it's something it's IP something I think it was IP freely something it had to be something like that anyways um, so from more the, casting from, news. from the guy who brought you Jamestown or is it just Jamestown man called me sorry yep. but that was uh, yeah it's Ben Edlund um but yes Wonder Woman casting they cast news, they cast Wonder Woman which is also which big is, news for the movie not just because they that cast she will her. be in Superman Batman so it's kind of a shaping to be a Trinity film um, as 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 us nerds refer to Superman Batman Wonder Woman is the Trinity I kind of wonder how they're gonna make her invisible check work oh this is awkward I'm in the invisible in the bathroom. bathroom I noticed you didn't wash your hands because I'm evil. There, there, and that was all. Uh, that was all still Justice League. Follow that fucking reference train, nerds. Um, that was from the cinematic universe to Family Guy to the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I believe her name. I, I want to say it's uh, Gal Gadot, or I, I'm, I'm sure it's not pronounced phonetically, which is Gadot. Um, but it might it's be probably Gal Gadot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess we're all waiting for Godot. Didn't. I want to hit you with the whiteboard right now. Whatever. How often do you get to make a Sam Beckett reference in like in context? Um, but I one. looked. I looked at her, uh, not in a pervy way, but, and I can see it. I, I kind of went, yeah, that's. Well, I, I, I can. I can got, see Princess Diana. Like I said, she's got the look. I really don't know anything she was in, about uh, her. I guess she was in the last Fast and Furious because I was trying to pick out like. Yeah, she was in the last Fast and Furious. She played kind of a, a sub character that was working for the cartel. That was a faux love interest for Vin Diesel, but Vin Diesel wasn't really into it because he still messed up over his uh, last... Melissa or uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, her name was Letty. Still messed up over Letty getting killed. And I was gonna say, you know, is what that she... his love interest or his sister? Love interest. Okay. His sister was Paul Walker's love interest. No, well, that's right, and she's Prager's in the movie. Is she? For the, like, not in real life, but... Oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah. I was gonna say... But yeah, I was gonna say, she, um... She's like, oh, we gotta be Uncle Dom. I was gonna it's say... It's all about family. <laughs> Thank you for that, sleepy rhino. That's what Vin Diesel sounds like. Sleepy rhino. Trial door, will you knock it off? Why are you being such a pain in the ass today? Go. 
God, sorry. But um, I was going to say, no, she's got the physicality of it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and she did well in Fast and the Furious, but that wasn't really a role where she could stretch her, her acting no, wings no. at all. So I'm, I'm interested to see what she would do with this performance. And she must have given a hell of a audition. She had to have impressed whoever it was. I mean... Because, I mean, they wouldn't just cast her on looks alone. No. Um, but I, I can see her being up to the physicality of the role, and she must have gotten, like I said, given a great audition. So um, I'd imagine, though, she probably won't be that big of a part of the movie. I think it's going to focus on, um, if I may be so um, casual, um, it's probably going to focus on soups and bats. Um, <laughs> Please don't say that ever again. I'm amazed I didn't say Spidey while we were talking about Spider-Man. I'm okay with Spidey. I'm not okay with soups, soups and, and bats. bats. All right. So I think it's going to focus on Clark and Bruce, um, uh, and then I'm sure Diana will have a um, uh, probably a cameo or a post credit scene or something like that. I don't I don't think she'll, or they or they might they might uh, um, kind of open it up with Themyscira um, like right at the end. Yeah. So. However, this is not off the whiteboard. It's completely off topic. We have mentioned many times that I like to buy you dolls for your doll wars. Oh, God, yes. Do you want to talk about the completely kick-ass mold that you got today? And weirdly, not from the kick-ass expansion. No, I did get you one from kick-ass, yeah. but I got this is from the 60s TV Batman. The six, they, did a, they did an expansion based on the 1960s uh, Batman. And I don't know if we've talked about this, but I've been buying them for you for weeks in hopes that we would get something other than Adam West Batman and Dick Grayson. I mean, sorry, or Adam, Adam West, West, Bruce Wayne, Wayne, and Dick Grayson. And Burt Ward, Dick Grayson. Which, which are, they're really they're fun, fun molds, but they're not very good players. No. Um, and today, we, I finally hit the jackpot. You got the jackpot. It was uh, the two, it was Batman and Robin on the same dial, on the same mold. Uh, and they're walking up the wall. They're scaling a wall. It's, it's so fucking it's, awesome. It's the dynamic duo piece. And it made my day. Like, it really did. I'll, I'll post a picture of it. Um, with when this episode goes up. And I had a sneaking suspicion, because I went and I got you Teen Titans and um, Kick-Ass 2 and 60s Batman, mm-hmm. and the 60s Batman piece felt heavy as fuck. I'm like, I think this might finally be a big mold. Because we've been trying for one of the bigger ones since we, we were hoping for We were hoping for a Joker, Joker so we could see if he had the mustache on it. But it was mostly that we really wanted to see if they had the words in with the mold. Which they do on the egghead one you got. We me last found week. out last week we got to the egghead one. And it had crack in the mold. It had the yeah. It had the the um, the automatopoeic um, or automatopoetic um, uh, like cartoon word like sound crack effect. Yeah. And bang and pow. Yeah, automatopoetic. Zap. Automatopoetic. Do you, ever, do you ever have a hard time explaining what automatopoeia is to other people? I'm like, it's a word that's also a sound. Like, and I'm like bang, bang or crack or splash. Yeah, and people are like, what? And I'm like, never mind. Or buzz. It's a word you that's a could, sound. You and I could go on and on about this. Oh, yeah. But it's very hard explaining to people that just don't get the concept. And then they wig out because, like, I, I know the adverb of automatopoeia is automatopoetic. Right. And they're like, fucking really? And I'm like, yeah. What? You have an English degree. Yeah. What's a big surprise? I read. All right, well, we've got one more for you and one more for me before we get down to our last bits. Mine will be short, so. Doug. I watched The Iceman, not based on the X-Men character, (laughs) Um, as I had someone actually ask me. Um, The Iceman is um, Michael Shannon and Winona Ryder. Um, It's based on a a real mafia hitman who uh, has claimed to kill over 100 people, and his family had no idea. Um, And Michael Shannon is 
he does that thing that Keanu Reeves did in The Matrix, where he's like completely unemotional. And like you mean when Keanu Reeves does best? Yeah. Like playing um, mnemonic. But I mean, we were talking about Man of Steel, where he's just completely not over the top, um, but over the top and not campy, we'll say. Um, then just screaming at everybody, and it's terrifying. It's more terrifying when he's fucking quiet. At one point, uh, Ray Liotta pulls a... It's a gangster movie, so Ray Liotta's got to be in it since uh, Dennis Farina's dead. Um, but, uh, yeah, he... I feel like I might have watched this. Uh, his first, like, initiation is to just randomly kill this homeless guy. And, uh, and when underwriters, his wife, in case you're wondering. Not the homeless guy, but uh, Michael Shannon's. Um, Thank you for specifying that, Doug. But, yeah, Ray Liotta just, like, is, like, pulls a gun on him. And fucking Shannon does not flinch. And that's why they call him the Iceman, because, like, ice water runs through his veins. Like, he is fucking terrifying in it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have, like, a strong emotional core. You don't really care about any of the characters in it. But One way or the other. Well but it's it's extremely well acted. Winona Ryder is great in it. I well, really, that's not something you get to say very often. No, I really hope um, she actually ends up kind of um, springboarding back into her career, because... She's done a few things. You know, I mean, pre-Shoplift, pre it was fucking, what, The Heathers was her big touchstone? Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice, yeah, thank you, Beetlejuice. Um, I her movie, was, was Foxfire that she and Angelina Jolie are both topless in? I don't know, but now I'm going to find it. Okay. I think it's Foxfire. Because um, any, any movies that have... Uh, uh, Jolie's boobs in them have got to be like a collector's item now. <laughs> Jolie boobs. Uh, I actually have one left on this, which is one of the reasons why you and I haven't talked a lot this week. We have talked many times about... It looks like it says Django. It doesn't. Going. I was going to say, you and I have talked many times about how I'm not much for video games. No. Her non-turn got me into playing this augmented reality game called Ingress on my phone where I walk around and collect portals, and I integrated it into my morning workout and my walk to work. Mm -hmm. I spent way too much time on this fucking game already. And now it's just already. integrated in your, like, life. Well, I figured out a plan, which I don't want to say, just because... In case Beerocles is watching, listening. His name's Beerstradamus. Okay. I unfortunately... What's Beerocles? Oh, that's how I met your mother. Yeah. Yeah. Beerocles lives! <laughs> Please don't spew Red Bull over the laptop. <laughs> I know you almost just did with that comment. But yes, I really like this game, and it's, I don't like video games, but I like that I can integrate it into walking around the city. I do have a bitch on this, which is their tutorial on how to play the game is fucking awful. I have had to look up so many things and figure out so many things on my own. It's stupid. It's a free game that you can get on, you know, the Google Play Store. Mm -hmm. I ended up really liking it, but you do need to be active and be able to walk around the city and get points. And Which is why your phone will never be on silent when we record. I need to know if one of my portals is getting attacked That's so I fine. can defend. You're preaching to the choir. Like, it's fine. Like I said, I'm sorry. And it's really funny, though, because what had happened is I set up this specific portal and I figured out that the player that is attacking this portal does the same thing that I do, that tends to walk the same route either to work or to home or to school. I have, I'm not sure which. And so he kept attacking a specific portal of mine, which I've been able to defend. But yesterday, I finally leveled up enough that I left a pretty, pretty severe booby trap for him, and I have no idea whether or not he hit it. But I know that my portal didn't get attacked yesterday, 
So either he was smart enough to look at my mods and figure out he shouldn't have touched it, or it fucked his shit up and he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> either way, I'm totally fucking fine with it. But yes, I highly recommend Ingress for anybody who's totally up for walking around the city and hitting points and defending an area. Yeah, I had a, I had a customer at one of the cafes I worked at was telling me about it, and it... With the, the I can't see you enjoying it just because you're not out in an urban area enough. No, yeah, no. Um, that and, uh, once again, like back to your point, uh, the UI on it was uh, just very intimidating. Like so, I said, the tutorial on it is fucking terrible. Yeah, I would have spent like half the game Googling how to do stuff. I've spent way too much time anyways. The funny thing about this is our non-turn that introduced this to me... I have already far surpassed him on it, and it's kind of weirding him out a little bit because he knows that I don't like video games, and he's a big video game guy. And he's like, I cannot believe you're so much farther ahead of me. I can't believe you figured Is out it... all this shit about the game that I haven't. Yeah. Now, take this as, as, as constructive. Um, but is it because you're out more or because you might be some kind of idiot savant? I think it's actually a little bit of both. Okay. I managed to stumble across a very easy way for me to maintain a lot of portholes in a very short period of time, and since it's been cold as fuck outside, which we will talk about shortly, mm -hmm. I found an area that I can walk through and maintain these portals and build them up that nobody else goes into while it's this fucking cold. Okay. So it is a combination of idiot savant and me being so active. Okay. That's exactly what it is. I, I had a lot of beginner's luck that I <coughs> managed to maintain and build on. Moving on. Internet told me I'm wrong. We only have two this week. Yeah, and they're not bad. Um, um, Zach Levi. Zach Levi. Levi. I, was, I was trying to think of his fucking name. Yeah, Thank Zachary you. Levi, who we called out in Thor 2, plays one of the Warriors 3. Fandrel? Fandrel. Fandrel? Yeah. Fandrel. He plays... He, um, he does not even look a little bit like himself as Fandrel. No, and he was actually originally... They uh, wanted him. They wanted him in the first one, but he couldn't get out of... Was it, was it Chuck? I don't know if it was Chuck or I doubt not. it was Chuck. Okay. I think Chuck was already done by that point. He was doing something else. It might have been Chuck. I don't know what he was doing. But, but yeah, he wasn't available, and then the actor that they hired, whose name's escaping me. Don't correct us, internet. Uh, wasn't available, so they managed to get him. Like Back. I said, doesn't Back. look like himself. Oh, God, at no. All. At all. No. I was shocked that it was him. Yeah. And um, Catherine Hahn was the uh, actress in The Goods, and she has been consistently funny in a lot of different things. Yeah, it was one of those I kind of had to look up what else she was in. And but then you're like, oh. She was the one I was telling you about this. She was the one in Anchorman that um, gives uh, Christina Applegate the the um, the teleprompter idea. And she goes, he'll, he'll say, say anything. anything. And thing. <laughs> but I mean, she's been in some other stuff. Like she and um, Hank Azari did a failed pilot together. That, oh, did that? Yeah, the name's escaping me now. I can't. Free Agents. They did a failed okay. pilot called Free Agents, where she was really good playing off of him. Um, like I said, and she's been in a lot of other stuff. She's done a lot of consistently funny lady, very attractive. Yeah. I was going to say, and I mean, anytime there's a hot redhead around that's, that's funny, I'm all for it. Yeah, Me So, too. yeah, Catherine Hahn. Mistakes I made this week. I have two that kind of play in together. Okay. As any of you may know, Doug and I are based in Denver. And it is cold as fucking balls the last fucking four days. Mm -hmm. It has been around zero or below. I actually won't warm up till next week. We won't be above freezing temperatures until next week. Well, it's freezing right now. It's we're, we're at zero, which is five degrees warmer than it was yesterday. Yep. So it has been cold as fuck. And mm -hmm. since I've been playing Ingress and working out a lot more, you're allowed to say that, but actually it's helped me a great deal because I've been having a hard time motivating myself to work out in the cold. 
I had the worst fucking case of windburn on my face. Like, this isn't sunburn, it's windburn. Well, yeah, because there hasn't been any sun. Actually, there has. It was, it's been sunny for the last two days when I've been in the park. Well, the sun's doing a bad job. You're doing it wrong, sun. Sun is doing it wrong, but I have terrible fucking windburn. This has also led to something which I will refer to as the two sock rule. Yes. From now until it gets above freezing, there will not be a time, except when I'm in the shower, where I am not wearing at least two pairs of socks. I am instituting the two sock rule. I won't do that, but okay. Oh, no. it's You know it's cold when you think, hey, maybe a third pair of socks is a good idea. Well, and at that I'm... point, your shoes don't fit. I do. Oh, okay. Roomy. <laughs> Roomy. But it's one Rich of Rich Corinthian leather. Corinthian leather. <laughs> Corinth is the best kind of leather! <laughs> Damn you, Archer. No, Corinth is famous for their leather. That's, That's the lie. That's it, yeah. Corinth is famous for their leather! Which, Corinthian leather is not real. Um, no, no, it is not. But still, it's one of those things where it's, it's just been so cold where it's like when I go and work out in the park in the morning, I can wear two pairs of pants and three socks and two scarves and five layers. I can't do that when I go to work. I like that episode of Friends where they put on all their each other's clothes and do squats naked or whatever that was. I feel like the kid in Christmas Story where he has on so many layers that he can't stand. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I feel like when I layer up to go out. The problem is, when I'm going to work, I can't do that. I can only wear one pair of pants. It's it's terrible. So I'll, I'll be okay when I'm working out in the park in the morning. And I'm seriously considering getting a balaclava. Because yesterday, I totally had that... Okay, I know that's not some kind of weapon. What is that again? It's the full face mask. Okay. I'm seriously considering one, because when I was out in the park the other day, I made the mistake of not tying my hair back. So I totally, like, got the Jack London face frost and the pieces of my hair that was hanging out the side. No, that actually happened. Like, you as a dude with a beard, I'm sure you Is your had... new nickname White Fang? It might be. It was bad. Like, I'm sure, like I said, you as a gentleman with facial hair, I've gotten the beard and the mustache sickles before. I, yeah, it I happened have. In, it happened in the pieces of my hair that was hanging out around my face. I used to have one of those, um, those, like, ninja mask looking things. I swear um, to God, I'm gonna get one of those. And, and uh, on my Christmas wish list, because we do a family gift exchange, I totally put a bunch of thermals in there. Um, and yeah, like, I, um, would breathe through my mouth because I would try to figure out how to smoke wearing it. And, uh, didn't work out, did it? And the moisture, the, from, uh, my breath would freeze on the inside, and it, it, it wasn't, like, bad, but I could feel the... T I, when I would take it off, I could feel the tug at my goatee. Because, you know, I've always got, like... A little bit the, of the, the, Yeah, the lava lamp of facial hair. Um, it just moves around. But, um, yeah, like I said, so the two-sock rule is now in effect. The only time it will not be... <laughs> We've gone sock-con two. We're at sock-con two. Like I said, the only time I will be without at least two pairs of socks is when I'm in the shower. And then you'll just wear one. No, no. I thought about Are they it. business socks? They're whiskey socks. Mm. I was going to say, you saw the face. I thought about it for a second. Would it yeah. be okay if I wore one pair of socks in the shower? No, no. Oh, no. shower socks would be gross. That's how you get trench foot. It's like when I talked about uh, this guy yesterday. We were, we were walking to the car. Uh, I know we're running a little over. Yeah, we're um, running long, but we only got two left. It's not a good but we were doing, uh, we were talking to this guy. I was like, yeah, I think my nostril hair is freezing. And I was like... Well, that's how you know it's really cold when you get the... the yeah, like and I said... can't see the face I'm making, but everybody said, knows that sensation. I refer to that as nose lashes, and we all got grossed out because it implies fluttering. 
Oh. We're like, oh, oh god. And I was like, yeah, like the like I mean, the, but that's what your nose hair does. I can't I can't still. remember the name of the little uh, hair like things on paramecium, but that's what I was comparing it to. Where I was like, oh crap. I used to know the name of that. I know, me too. It's it's not flanges. Is it flanges? No, flanges are your bones and your feet. Oh. And hands. No, those are carpals. Yes, those are, um, those are your metacarpals. This is why I won't host the science show. Um, Crap, this is going to piss me off. Internet. Tell us the paramecium hair it's, it's, names. Something like stimuli. No. Oh, crap. Oh, well, anyways, Doug, your mistake you made this week, even though it was ten years ago. It, I, yeah, ten years ago this week I made, not exactly. Um, ten years ago this very week. Ten years ago. Um, that guy never wears a shirt. Um, what? I'm looking around for the... Tiny nipples. Tiny nipples. Wait, what? Oh, okay, I was on... Aqua Teen, and then I you went you to Community. Talking. I was like, I wait, you what? I know you were on Aqua Teen, but Quan doesn't like to wear a shirt either. Um, and he's totally on, like, some, like, CSI show now. No, he was on, um... Or, like, a Law and Order Breaking or something. In. No, no, he's like he's on, like, a Law and Order or something now, or, or a CSI. He, that oh, actor's he on, on... He's on, like, CSI LA or something, something. like that. Where, yeah. like, whenever I see him, I'm just like, he's got tiny nipples. Wait, where are they? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Daredevil! Damn it. Daredevil was a mistake I made ten years ago. I'm not going out on a limb on that one. I recently watched... These facts aren't new. I recently watched the director's cut. Fucking awesome. It eliminates most of the romantic subplot between him and Elektra. It has a, a completely cut out subplot with Coolio, which sounds horrible. But he plays. I don't know. It sounds kind of awesome. He actually. plays a character who is so drunk and stoned that he doesn't remember the whole night, and he's framed by the kingpin um, for killing a prostitute. And it, that subplot ties up so many dangling plot lines that I'm amazed. It and I guess the director's cut was the one they wanted to release, and I, I don't know if it was uh, who who did uh, who had uh, Daredevil. I don't know if it was Fox or not. I have I, no freaking idea. But they were like. No, it's not testing well with women, so we want to have more of the, you know, romantic stuff with with um, uh, Matt Murdock and Elektra, and da 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 da. Um, but you see, and it's more brutal. Like you see, Bullseye, fuck a lot of shit, more shit up. Um, the language is harder. Um, you see, Kingpin kills him with his bare hands, like lifts him up, <laughs> breaks his okay, neck. Doug, I'm gonna ask you to go out on a nerd limb here. Would you tell me I need to watch the director's cut of Daredevil? Have you seen the original? Yes. It was terrible. Yes. What I I watched the director's Is it cut. like the Green Lantern thing? No, the, the Green Lantern extended didn't really... It did a few things better, but not much. No, this... It the, made it, the flashback. This, one, this one made it radically... Okay. I'm uh, writing it down on my whiteboard. It's I, I think it's worth watching. I think if you go back, and I think you'll kind of get a, a taste of... Because uh, Mark Stevenson, the the director, wanted it to be like a hard R for violence. All right, I'm writing it down on my whiteboard. We'll yeah, put the check out on it. Daredevil director's cut. It's it's. I think it's worth going back, especially ten years after the fact, and you go, oh, okay. But I'm not as angry about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, social contract asshole. As previously mentioned, it's been been a little wintry outside. It's been a little wintry outside. Winter driving douchebags. I like that. Yeah, that was your note, and mine was renter driving jerks. Renter oh, driving douchebags. Doug and I are both predominantly pedestrians. But I do get rights to work most days, and 
Um, I'm getting rides home from work most days just because by the time I get off, it's already dark. And if it's negative five when the sun's out, fuck no, I'm not walking home. And I said, not without I a tauntaun to cut open. Like I said, I mentioned to my EMT friend, well, he's a nurse now, but he was an EMT, that I've had some very eventful walks to work lately because there's been a lot of bumsicles around. Yeah. And so there hasn't been a walk to work in probably the last four days where I haven't seen an ambulance picking up a bum that's been freezing to death. Yeah. But probably five times more than in the summer, people seem to forget that you need to check for the pedestrian before you take a turn. What is it about the winter that makes people forget not to drive like an asshole and check for pedestrians? Well, one... one I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, and one with cars, I'm gonna say you need to remember that even though you have four wheel drive, that means dick on ice. It doesn't. Or even hard packed snow. Yes, it, it's There's just no it's it's There's slick. No it's slick. That's just end all be all. Drive safe. Drive smart. Drive defensively. Drive S smart. Drive S smart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's good. Um, yo, she bitch. Um, drive smart. Um, so, and on, on a pedestrian side of things, I, I usually get to work significantly early. I now get there just regular early because I'm very mindful of cars and abilities to break. You well. and I are always overly cautious when we walk. And now In it's the winter, been it's, it's overly, overly We're at SockCon 3. Yet we're at SockCon 3, which is what I like to wear when I work out. But... Why do people think that they can drive the same in the snow that they do in the dry? Because they have rear-wheel drive or, you know, uh, interlock brakes. I mean, it's that, that illusion of... And, and the, the car companies are guilty of selling that because when you look at the, the trucks in the winter and they're barreling over, you know, uh, snow mounds and deers alike, um, that, you know, they sell that idea that, you know, this fucking, this, you know, the, you know... Chevy Tundra or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but I mean, still, my big bitch is I'm, I'm crossing a pretty main thoroughfare that's a one-way and people don't seem to realize that they need to look for the pedestrian before they make the turn onto the other one But way. we've talked about this. Cars are not pedestrian-minded whereas pedestrians are car-minded. It's, or, or aware. Like, the, the situational awareness, if we're going to go our turn on that one. It really is. Um, I'm so sorry. It's my sister. Sorry. Sorry. Um... Not your porthole. No, no, that would be a different. That'd be a different noise. Okay. So. That's right. I have a specific noise for when my portals are getting attacked. And on that Phrasing. note. Phrasing. Phrasing. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Hello. I'd like to ask you some questions, if that'd be all right. That would be. Acceptable. Clary from New York asks, What is your favorite dinosaur? I rather like the spitting dinosaur that was that roly-poly man's reckoning after he shut up the fences. Oh, you mean the Dilophosaurus from Jurassic Park? Yes, it was his reckoning. He took control of that jeep. Well, yeah, but did you know that that dinosaur actually didn't exist in real life? Yes, it did. I saw it in the documentary. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you know that Jurassic Park wasn't a documentary. It was, it was a, a work of fiction. No, it was real. Just as real as you and I. Okay, okay but you, 
do you, do you think the movie you were in was a documentary? Of course. It was about my takeover of Gotham. I took control over it. I was its reckoning. Well, right, but if it was a documentary, then how did you survive? Movie magic and theatricality. Deception. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for Omos Bacon and Banjo!